Hello and welcome to Charlie's. You overthink this so much. If you said hello and welcome to Charlie's Book Club Podcast, this is episode 16, or hello and welcome to episode 16 of Charlie's Book Club Podcast, just pretend it's radio. Keep going. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Charlie's Book Club Podcast. Today we will be discussing... Discussing... Today will be disgusting. (laughs) Today we will be discussing the House of Hades. Book four, right? Yes, out of five. Of five. What's the next one called? Um, The Blood of Olympus. The Blood of Olympus. Oh, yeah, because like... The funny thing is, I'm not even wearing my Invisalign right now, which usually make me bad at talking. I'm just bad at talking in general. You just can't talk. I can not talk <laughs> okay all right so we cut that part out. <laughs> so we are in book four we got resolution to the cliffhanger that book three ended on literally so it wasn't even so much a cliffhanger as a, a cliff, cliff faller, faller. <laughs> a was... falling through never-ending darkness yeah it eventually ended um so in the last one we talked about how we were wondering how dark it would actually get. I think it I think it did exactly kind of what I thought it was. Yeah, of like go, keeping like, it a little bit like PG PG-ish and like a yeah. little scary but not like truly scary. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they could have gone a lot darker if they're like supposed to be in the netherworld, like there could have been more more torture, more torment. Yeah. You know, that was one thing that I'm curious on your take on this, um, especially with Tartarus stuff. You know, they're they're by titans and they're by giants and they're fighting never-ending, all-powerful beings. Like, isn't there a little... I expected, like, the big monsters to be more powerful and them to have to be even more clever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Of like, who's the guy that they're they're fighting like Tartarus at the end? Yeah, like, and like looking into his like, I would think something that is that would be like, I looked at him and my soul vaporized. But it's like, <laughs> no, a nine foot tall titan fought him for a little bit and distracted him. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Something they did with a lot of the monsters is um, made them feel worthless. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is an interesting tactic. They're just so psychologically frail, you never... <laughs> Apparently monsters um, can't handle um, some demigods not liking them. Yeah. I guess there's somewhat of an allegory to real life of, like, the bullies are ones who are psychologically frail, too. Yeah. Like, you know, they seem mean and tough, but like they are probably having a tough time at home or they don't feel good about themselves. So they project. So like, I feel like everything in this book is a little bit of an allegory for like dealing with your early teen years. Yeah. Um, something, sometimes they're, when they were trying to annoy the monsters, it like annoyed me. It seemed the book. <laughs> Cause you're like, that's just lame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like when they were talking to the, either it was... When they were talking to Nyx or um, the Misery Lady. I forgot her name. Is it just Misery? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I forget her name. 
I don't know. Either way, they were talking about like a tourist thing, and it was like, oh yeah, yeah, it was so just much. so like, oh, you aren't even on the brochure. It's like, come on, like they would, they're, they're thousands and thousands of years old. I suppose if you are thousands and thousands of years old, like you if you're, want, you want recognition, yeah. Like, yeah, so maybe that's a never-ending part of the human condition is wanting recognition. Yeah. And I suppose they are underworld beings. So, like, if they were, like, in... So, like, if you think of it like heaven and hell, like angels, yeah. demons. Yeah. So, like, a lot of ideas around God and angelicness is about, like, losing your ego and knowing who you are, knowing you're loved by God. Mm -hmm. A lot of negative thoughts or demons are, like, thinking only about yourself. So if yeah. they're supposed to be demons, they're representing the traits of, you know, being selfish, being concerned with appearance or mm -hmm. ranking or whatever. So, yeah. so I guess that holds mythologically, yeah. theologically. Uh -huh. um, what did you think about their journey through Tartarus um, and how it kind of shaped Percy and Annabeth's relationship? Um, I think they're... Um, closer because they went through this hardship together, mm. obviously. Um, I thought it was kind of, hmm, it was nice to see them, like, both be powerful in different aspects. Mm-hmm. Like how they're, how, wasn't Percy, like, basically, like, dead for, like, two chapters? Yeah. So, like, it was just Bob and Annabeth, like, dragging yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, Percy was, like, dead for two chapters, and Annabeth was, like, blind for a big portion yeah. of things, and he was just, like, sensing with his water sense or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I like that they, they each had their own um, moments where they had to step up, and I really liked the um, the parts where, even though they were in a place that was, like, sapping their will to live or whatever, that, like, their love for each other like warmed them or made them feel good even in the worst of things i thought that was a good that was a good like message on like love and friendship um, uh, sorry what do you got um this is just like a really minor thing but hermes's shrine or or whatever was like in tartarus how did it did it explain how it got there i think they did but i can't remember it now did it fall in with other stuff or like, i wonder how long it's been there and how long the hermes kids have just been like giving Seth. monsters like messages said like connor stoll has been giving his dad like peanut m&ms he hasn't been getting the peanut m &M. <laughs> it's like you go to the mailbox you go to the post office there's... and find out that all your packages haven't been getting to you for like, but there's just some years. demon snacking on peanut m&ms down <laughs> in the underworld <laughs> Um, oh, one of the most interesting revelations in this is Nico. That was interesting. Um, yeah. So for people who forgot, I'm assuming you've read it if you're listening to this, because this isn't like a, this is a listen to this after you read a podcast. But so like Nico is gay mm -hmm. and likes Percy and that's why he's been so standoffish and mean and weird with Percy and Annabeth. Yeah, I think... The way he kind of described it, he's kind of accepted that that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think he's kind of gotten over it. Not like fully, but like, I think he's mostly gotten over it. But he was still really, 
I want to say self-isolating. Yeah. Of like that, that was kind of revealed of why he was so standoffish from the rest of the group and wouldn't like hang out with Jason or anyone. Mm-hmm. But I liked how Jason handled it. Yeah. Jason seems like a really chill guy. And um, kind of just like, kind of like how you are, like someone people can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um who just like accepts them yeah but i could see from nico's standpoint of so like think if you're in high school and you're like keeping this secret and everyone around you like even jason so like jason has been nice but like he's still kind of the jock yeah like he's always ready for a fight he's you know he's witty with a comeback and stuff so i think you assume that that person is going to be a bit shallow if you've only seen them in like social situations and it's not like nico was ever there to be close and see him be kind yeah so i think you just assume when you have this big secret that like as soon as you reveal it you're going to be like ousted from the cool kids club yeah it's another one of those secrets thing where everyone has to keep the secret everyone keeps their secret and then they, when they finally give in and reveal their secret they find out no people are more one. accepting than than they expected yeah <laughs> um so what do you think going forward so nico still didn't seem like even at the end of the book he didn't seem like all right now we're all chums what does that mean like buddies like he still seems yeah, standoffish I like think, i don't i don't think he's revealed he has he, jason's the only one who knows right he, yeah i think it's kind of about that but also i don't think nico's really ever gonna be fully like he just doesn't seem like that kind of person in general i think the secret his secret kind of made it m- him more like that <coughs> around him but i don't think he's just gonna make a full 180 yeah that's true he's not gonna be like yeah let's go hang out around the fire and talk like he's still he's still it feels like an outsider but it feels like a self-selected outsiderness mm-hmm. like that i think that's another theme too that kind of gets to the middle schooly vibes of like you're in a point in your life where you you think you're the only one who's ever gone through what you're going through and you kind of create that reality by thinking that all the time and never opening yourself up yeah. Do you ever feel like that with your friends? Of like, um, yeah. Or, or like some of your friends feel like they're self-isolating and you're like, just hang out with us. Just talk to us. We're fine yeah. with all of this. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people think this is not about like selfishness, but it's the way I'm saying it makes it kind of sound like it's selfish, but they think that the problem is more of a deal in the friendship and people are going to care more mm-hmm. about it than they actually do. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Um, <laughs> how about the people on the top side? What was your favorite story that happened on Earth? Um, I kind of liked um the thing with um I like the Hazel. I liked all of their individual stories. They didn't each have one, but they made it. Yeah, I think I think they probably. <laughs> yeah, did. I'm actually thinking. I'm trying to like remember and not really... mix up the books. Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure. So Piper had her thing with the horn no she had the thing with the hephaestus mm-hmm. and the ice people yep um leo had the thing with calypso i think that was my favorite I side story one. i like that one um i liked 
um, Hazel's with the mist, and that was interesting to... Yeah, Hazel, like, we've been talking about it for a while, of, like, when is Hazel going to, like, get her full power? Because it always seemed half-baked of, like, I'm going to bring some, rocks some tunnels and <laughs> some bring rocks. up some gold. <laughs> but, like, no, so she is truly, like, witch-like magical. Yeah. I want her to go full earthbender, though. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I just wanted to be like mountain smash, <laughs> smash. Yeah. Um, um, the Frank one was also interesting. What um, was Frank's one? It was with the um, where he fought all those. Oh, that was in this book. I was thinking that was in the last book. That's where no. I was trying to mix him up. But he went like full rage mode and killed a bunch of cows. Yeah, he did. <laughs> such a weird, <laughs> such a weird enemy. <laughs> like it's you get it when you're reading the story that they're like poisonous, but like. Still, the imagery of like representing it in say a movie would just be like, this dude's just chopping up cows. Yeah, I think he sold them to. <laughs> sold them to a butcher. Poison meat. They turned into like dust, but dusty. It's dusty meat. So I really like the Leo one. What were your thoughts on that relationship of standoffishness becoming friendship, and then his like vow? Um. I think Calypso wanted the vow to be, like, true, but she was, like, there had been so many times where the hero had left. Mm, and never came back. Yeah, because Percy didn't come back, all those other people didn't come back. Like, so I think it, over the years she just become mistrustful. Yeah. And it's just harder to get warmed up to, like, actually trusting them that they will keep their promise that was kind of a theme in the book too of people who helped along the way who were then forgotten so there was like that with so like percy and calypso and then like bob who was arguably my favorite character in the entire book like was defeated slash helped percy and then percy hadn't given him another thought since he sent him to the underworld yeah. Um, with the Percy thing, um, I really liked how it like kind of show showed Percy and think Annabeth mm -hmm. that like it made them question if they really are the good guys mm, in this. Yeah. Because like when they had to do the curses of all the monsters they killed. They were, like, wondering, like, this is pretty terrible. What yeah, did I like, do? even if they're, quote-unquote, fighting bad guys, they are inflicting pain on a sentient being, like yeah. someone who can feel and think. And I think it raises even more in a question with Bob of, like, what is, what is, I guess, ingrained in you versus what is choice. Yeah. So, like, when Bob lost his memory but then started to get it back it still seemed like he had a choice to do the right thing um, or a choice to do the bad thing. Um, and obviously he chose the sacrificial good side. But yeah, there is that. Um, and it kind of ties together with what we're talking about of them being like selfish or, or thinking about themselves is like, do you think, do you think in each monster there is so like, and the, the fury who, knows all the secrets and is like super brilliant and just wanted to get away from the bad guy. I forget mm -hmm. his name, the guy who drank the poison. Um, so, she wasn't a fury. She was a um, 
her name was Ella. Ella, yeah. What um, was she? Harpy? I think she's a harpy. Harpy, yeah. So she we has have, like a photographic memory. So we have like a harpy supposed to be evil who's nice. We have a titan supposed to be evil who's nice. There's a hellhound who's Percy's dog. <laughs> yeah. Like we're seeing these so examples weird. of like bad, supposedly bad things where like if given the chance they can be good. Like what do you think the author's trying to say there? Um I think that He's trying to say that, like, sometimes people can have, like, bad connections. Like, they have their family isn't, like, the best. Mm. Well, in this case, they're literally evil. Yeah. But, like, if we're talking in real life, maybe they don't have a very good family, but they're the good one. The good one. I'm using air quotes. But. Yeah, and, and that influence of if everyone you're around is doing bad things and you do bad things... Like, it sometimes it can be, like, if you're a titan and you just spend all your time in the underworld plot, plotting revenge, and that's what everyone is talking about all the time, then that's the only world you know. Yeah. Versus once you get a chance to break through and be around other people, you might be exposed to something different and make different choices. Huh. Interesting. I had a question for you. What? I can't remember it. Oh, you don't remember it? Hmm. Um, ba 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 uh, which of the new characters introduced in this book were the most memorable to you? Bob wasn't a new character. True. But I really liked Bob. He was my favorite. He was very sweet. Um, hmm. Little Bob was new, isn't it? Little Bob wasn't technically new, but because he was technically grown in like the Battle of the Labyrinth. Oh, okay. They used the wrong seeds in that one. Oh, yeah. That was a very deep cut. <laughs> um, from Rick Rorden. I feel like some of these things, do you think all of these like references, do you think he meant these to be used on later? Or do you think when he was writing the books, he was just adding some little like funny charm and now he's making them real things? I would guess more the latter. That like he wrote something and then he's doing callbacks now. Maybe yeah. some of the big strokes like Bob, but I feel like the little Bob is an add-on. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my guess, but you never know. It's like, we're going to do this <coughs> as just a funny thing to make the readers laugh, but actually, as you can see on my big chart here, I for these books this that I have not Six years yet. ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so where where do you think... Remind me how it ends... And where do you think it's going next? It ends with um, Nico, Reyna, and Coach Hedge um, planning to go on the quest thing. Oh, to go... Get the thing. To, to, bring to the go thing. bring the Athena Parthenos or whatever, the big statue, back to Camp Half-Blood. How big are you imagining the statue? I think they said it was like 40 feet tall or something. I was going to say, because I was like... It's like, I could see if it was like 10 feet tall, it would make a lot, it would be a lot easier to bring it back. But they're going to they're gonna shadow travel, so yeah. that will make it interesting. I feel like if I was planning the quest, I wouldn't have brought Coach Head, but he's probably going to be something important. Because he hasn't, 
Well, remember that was that was a uh, Frank wanting Coach Edge to get back to his yeah. expecting wife or whatever. Yeah. What do you think about that, Coach Edge being a dad? Um, I think he'd be a fun, funny dad. Be a funny dad. A good one. <laughs> I think it'll soften him because he seems, he seems like the angry gym coach. Yeah. But like having kids, you realize like you can't just be angry all the time with your own kids. You love them too dang much. But I could be mean to other kids, I think. But yeah, I wonder if it's going to soften him or if they'll spend much time on that in the next book. Mm. So what do you think? What's your predictions for the next book? What do you think? How do you think the prophecy is fulfilled? Because that's always the underlying mystery that is so through what? everything. So like a vow, so to fire or storm... The earth will fall. So I'm assuming that's something to do with like how Gia dies, because I'm assuming they win, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's a promise, a vow, a promise kept with a final breath. So the vow. So is that a Leo thing? The vow is Leo. You think I feel so? Like. But I really but don't like think. But like Percy vowed to never leave Annabeth again. Mm, I don't want Percy to die. <laughs> I hope he does a Harry Potter and just comes back to life. <laughs> and what's the storm or fire? Do you think that's as clear as they've made it seem with Jason versus Leo? Versus Leo. Or like which one, yeah. you know. You could have battle royale. <laughs> but I mean, there's fire elements with Frank. Yeah. So like Frank could vow to protect them and then burn mm -hmm. up his stick or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like... Rick is going to kill... Oh, he thinks someone dies. I think someone dies. I think Piper was right about one of them dying. <laughs> Ooh, who's going to die? Hmm, I, because it said something about a final breath with Leo, but I really don't want Leo to die. But I think it's more likely. But I don't feel like they would, he would make it that obvious. If it was... I could see something with, like, Leo dying and then being... Or having some kind of like death turns into a, that he a would bomb. end up with calypso like he would be banished or he would be lost to the wind or something like like again yeah i could see something again. there double lost or does calypso have a place in this book because she's rescued because leo was working on the getting the gem or whatever to use along with the um was it astrolabe yeah hmm i really don't know i think one of the seven is gonna die man you are dark just I want people to don't die don't feel like they're all gonna survive that i mean that would actually make the story more interesting i feel like that's the difference between like a lot of kids books and more like adult series like game of thrones it was like kept you on your toes of like no one is too sacred that they will not kill this character. So who would make the most people sad? <laughs> because we need depression, because these have to be drama. <laughs> have to be drama? <laughs> uh, I mean, Percy would obviously be the one, but I feel like there's too much. It's kind of like killing Harry Potter in, like, book four. You yeah. Know? They did kill him. <laughs> Which, that that's where Game of Thrones went nuts of, like, you would always go, like, this is the main character. They won't die. And it's like, nope. <laughs> But Percy, not Percy, Harry, had, I mean, we didn't 
no, I guess, at that point. But he had, like, title name. Like, Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones. Like, no one's in the title, you know? I mean, yeah. If it was, like, Tyrion Lannister in the Game of Thrones, then you'd be like, well, Tyrion can't die because I know there's four more books. Yeah. Um, This, I don't know, because this isn't titled Percy. That's true. And, um, but aren't there later Percy books? Oh, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. There and are I suppose later it's Percy like, books, but he when this them. was released, maybe there was more like, ooh, what's going to happen? Yes. But like now that we're years in the future since release and we know there are more books, then, you know, yeah. spoiler. I mean, they're not, most of them, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Um, this is the last series where Percy is one of the main characters. Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of... It doesn't really stay in the Greek world. In the Percyverse? <laughs> Percyverse. It's in the same universe, but it goes to... The Trials of Apollo is okay. Greek, but whatever. What it's are you know. hoping for in the next book? Like, what would be cool? What would be interesting relationships or characters to come back? Or I want grover to come back because he left for like grover. a whole series He's and funny. i miss him good call that's a good grover. one and he had like the tiniest little cameo in the in this yeah. book what else um hmm i want them to like have to use all their powers together like at the mm. same time yeah i like that i want some like, of, kind of the like, uh i want some of the uh Camp Half-Blood and Camp Jupiter people to come back. And well, I want that one Camp Jupiter guy to get what's coming. Octavian. Octavian. <laughs> yeah. Want him to die? Yeah, I want him to get punished somehow. I don't necessarily want him to die. Because this series is teaching me that even bad people sometimes are just making mistakes. And with the right amount of love and support, they can be better people. But I definitely want that guy to have his come-to-Jesus moment. Um Rachel the... beat up Octavian. Oh, there we go. Oracle I like versus Rachel, Oracle. too. I miss her. Um, what about the gods? What role do you think the gods play in this next one? And do they, like, get over their split personalities? I think when um, the camps, like, come together, they're mm. going to be like, oh, my God, my brain My brain free. works again. My brain is free now. But, um... Oh, yeah, and if the camps come together, what... Do they take on a new version? So, like, Ares, Mars, like, if the camps come together, does, like, Ares, Mars become some third thing that's more refined? (laughs) Just marries himself? (laughs) His name is now Marys. (laughs) Marys. Ours. So do you think the gods have a role in this next one? Um, yes, because isn't there something about killing giants, or was that only with the... The wars of death thing. I think giants have to be killed combination god, demigod. So, and the giants are already up on the surface, right? Yeah. All the giants are through. So I think the gods have to play a role. Okay. Maybe um, Dionysus or Bacchus or whatever. Yeah. Whoever he is at the moment. Can step in and do some. Do you think Poseidon shows up in this one? Mm, I don't know. Not quite sure. Because... Does Percy ever call his mom to say he's okay? <laughs> no. The answer is no. He really never does. Did he call her after he got his memory back? 
I think so. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Does he have a phone on the Argo too? That's a question. I don't think they would because they, like, no demigod can use a phone without attracting a ton of attention, Maybe right? Maybe he called it with the Wonder Table. forgot his name. Oh, yeah. I forget the Wonder Table. Called with, um... I forgot the Wonder Table's name. Oh, it's going to kill me now. I can't think of it. They always address the table with its full title. Yeah. I want okay. a Wonder Table. All right, you got anything else for this one? Um... No, I do not. All right. This well, is a great book. We'll start. Uh, oh, yeah. Where does this one rank for you? Oh, that's the question I was going to ask you. Smack on the table. You can remove that. Can you? No. no, I'm not going to. That takes too much time. Rude. Okay. So I. Hmm. Slightly under. Hmm. Actually. I'm going to go with above the Mark of Athena. Okay. Definitely above the first two, but the son of son of Neptune is still bottom. Hmm. Deserves to burn. You really hated that book, huh? I didn't like it. Um, Too much food. Just kidding. That yeah, not, that, that's that... not what it was about. <laughs> no, I I didn't like this one as much because the underworld stuff was a bit harder to visualize for me so like i wasn't as in it when they were like in the total darkness i did really like bob but i think this may have been this may have been my least favorite of this series hmm. one for the scenes in the in tartarus where like it was hard to visualize and two because as they get closer to facing bigger and bigger monsters i'm not fully buying like how they're beating them uh yeah like i really struggle with that of like you are talking to the being that comprises the underworld and like you just distracted him with a yeah like, oh that's the other thing that i titans aren't that big hmm? like they described how big bob is and he's not that big i think he could appear bigger like okay. how the gods can like be taller be giant. or oh, they um, can just be in human sized yeah that like stuck with me for some reason too like they described him like yeah you can scoop up percy and annabeth but it was like he was only like twice or three times as big as them and i pictured like 80 foot tall yeah i pictured them to be very tall that's how i pictured i don't know about the, even the giants though at this yeah, point I think the giants are only like 20 feet tall I or feel 20, like, 30 yeah. feet tall maybe like i feel like this is like <clears throat> Sizing them down. Yeah. Um, to your point about the, um, I don't like how the easy the monsters are getting. Um, I think that I didn't put that into account when I was ranking them. I would actually say this goes under um, the mark of Athena. Okay. Just under it though. That's I fair. did like it though. I feel like they didn't spend enough time in the house of Hades. Yeah. Like for the whole book to be named that, it was kind of like, all right, and we're through. We only spent like two chapters here. Yeah. They didn't Go. spend very much time there. Good point. All right. Anything else on this one? Not really. Cool. Well, we'll start reading the next one and hopefully be back in the next couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.